Ghost note is a note that's played, but goes unnoticed, like so much of the work behind the music before it hits our eardrums. I'm Hannah Copeland. Join me for in-depth, honest, and unpredictable interviews of Kansas City's music makers, plus new music happenings to put on your radar. It's all on Ghost Notes via the Fountain City Frequency Network. Joe Stanziola, the rapper known as Secondhand King, remembers a time when no one came to his shows. That was three years ago. Now he can't play a concert in Kansas City without the crowd singing his songs back to him. I've seen it happen. Joe says that in the early days, after a show, most people would avoid him, or there would always be one person who had something to say. This happened all the time, and it's ridiculous now that I think about it. But some guy would come up to me and be like, dude, yo, you got balls. What they were probably getting at is that Joe is white. Today, you'll hear how people on the road react to Secondhand King's music and the color of his skin. Plus, what's it like reaching for national exposure while living in Kansas City? Underneath the interview, we've mixed in songs from Joe's newest album called Almost Blue. We're glad you're here. This is Ghost Notes. He's kept asking with a crack hat, wore clothes, arrived with a rat pack. He was back at a world made for rich kids, fits kids, he was established. Rats only react back. G, you see, always something he lacked at. So he was told to make up for certainty. Rule one, never display insecurity. I'll see you in hell if I can make it there. These demons don't fight fair. I always kind of like knew I wanted to do something like different, like weird, because I'm a weirdo. And uh, I basically I wanted I wanted to uh, create something that that I could I could just be completely myself in. And every time I I would hear a, a doo-wop song, specifically the Duke of Earl by Gene Chandler, uh, I just you can't be like sad and listen to Gene Chandler. You can't be sad and listen to any doo-wop song really. And like that was huge for me because like it just something clicked in my head like okay. Like, this is what I need to be doing. Your songs are musically pretty complex underneath your rapping. I mean, there's all kinds of different instruments, and every song seems a little bit different. Yeah, and that that also is because I, I can't, like, settle on one producer. Um, so I, I usually work with just a smorgasbord, mm-hmm. um, and I've been trying to work that into my daily language, smorgasbord. Um I've been trying to, I, I work with all these different people and it's partly because I'm so like ADD when it comes to music. Like, like one day I'll wake up and I'll write, I want to write like a, like a ballad. And then the next day I'll wake up and be like, you know, I'm just going to write some real, real hip hop. Yeah. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. Shit. So, uh, shit. Yeah. I'm just trying it out. Okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> With a heart, with the parts all made of glue. 
devoted in that Till I find a better rest I'm devoted in that I love you with my final breath In the back of the bar, dim lighting surrounds Smoke fills the air so nobody can make him out But I don't know why he keeps on telling himself Man, I need some help Ever since I was in high school, um, I started writing music like just profuse, like obsessively. I would I wouldn't go out. My senior year of high school, I stopped hanging out with all my friends. I stopped doing whatever I was. I was really into drugs and alcohol and shit. And uh, I just started writing. Just like I had this huge like box, like this giant box, just full of all written things. And I guess I just I just write obsessively. Is that when you first started writing rap? Pro- that's probably when I started taking it seriously. Yeah. Because um, I started when I was 15. I think I was a sophomore, maybe. Okay. I was writing like a lot of gangster rap. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. really bad. And, and where are you from? I'm from Overland Park, Kansas, really? which is the issue. Yeah. Because uh, nobody from Overland Park. I have never. I've never even shot a gun in my life. I haven't even seen crack before. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm actually going to touch on that. Um, so you are a white man. Yes. Correct. Okay. Italian This is an Italian white man. This Stanziola. is radio, so we have to... Yeah. Stanziola is a great name. Thank you. Um, do you ever feel excluded from the scene, or do you ever feel like you're intruding because of Ooh. that? Ooh. We are getting deep on this. Um... You know, I, I've been really lucky in Kansas City to have the friends I have. Um, like, I, I have a lot of uh, friends that are that are very um, supportive, and, and a lot of friends in the rap scene here that are very, very supportive in what I do. And they're very, very, they, they open up to me, and, and we just, there's a really good connection we have. And I think, I think if I didn't have those friends, I think when I first started out, performing and it was mainly like rap shows and it was really like really kind of seedier venues um like i would perform for about 15 minutes and most of the time everyone would would avoid me after the shows and other than one person usually and this this happened all the time and it's ridiculous now that i think about it but some guy would come up to me and be like dude yo you got balls okay like what? What does that mean? Does that mean I'm in the wrong? Like I don't. I don't know what that means. I have balls. Okay. Do you like the music? No. I mean, I, I ain't gonna take a CD, but you got balls, man. Like, okay. All right. And you hear these stories of all these people that, you know, you know, whatever. But I. I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like it, it's it's a uh, it's, it's a negative and and a positive at the same. I mean, I don't know. I. I try not to think about that stuff, to be 100% honest, because I just feel like I put out good music, and I feel like the right people hopefully hear it and like it, and hopefully the race thing never becomes an issue, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, Kansas City is very, very, very uh, still in the dark on a lot of issues, uh, as America is. So, I mean, I put a song on Almost Blue that is a song about... Like when I was younger, um, I used to like wear a lot of uh, typically urban clothing, and uh, I remember specifically wearing a South Pole like jersey, like it was all shiny, and I liked it because I really like baseball jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I wore it to school and, and I went to a mainly white school and and just the response I got after wearing that was like, yo, oh, this guy thinks he's cool. This guy thinks he's a gangster. Okay. Like, it, I just, you know, it, it's hard for me in the stance I'm in to really comment on that, but I just hope people can see past all that, all that shit and just realize that there's something good happening in Kansas City with white and black artists in Kansas City working together. When I heard about it, I was pissed Everybody feels like something was missed The verdict read, a young man's dead Everyone's blood turns red What the fuck's been said? I was alone in my room like I am the most Scrolling down social media, reading the posts Everybody exposed to racism like it's a ghost Choosing sides to stay alive, there's no hope I read someone's choosing to only buy black Finishes all the while I support that Isn't that a part of the problem too? We draw a line in the same, saying we only help you Based on appearance, another opinion, but we don't even hear it, we fear it, we become incoherent, it goes the wrong way fast, but when we learn it's not all white and black. I wish we could listen to ourselves, we barely know us, let alone someone else is bad. I get mad, people get Do you feel like you've moved, do people still say stuff like that to you after shows? I mean, do you feel like you've transcended that at all? I do, I do feel like I have. I mean, like, I feel like the people who come to shows now, like, they they know what they're going to expect. Um, but before, like, they, I would just go on playing these shows and, and nobody knew what was going to happen. And now people kind of get me. I, th- I feel like in, and it's more my fans now. Here, let me just tell a quick story about the whole that thing. Because me, it was me and the, and the, it was a shameless like thing. Shameless is a he's a promoter out of Kansas City named Caleb Coop and and he brought me um a guy named R I R Nico, now known as Dominico, the abnorm, Huey P. Nuisance and the ghost down to Arkansas. First off, we got kicked out of our apartment because the four people I was with were black. Yeah, we had a place to stay and then this 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 guy comes out of nowhere and he he's just like, You guys gotta go. It's like okay, why? And he said, well, I didn't expect these people to be there. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing what the rest of the world is like, like, cause I was shaded. Like I grew up in the suburbs. You don't really see that. And every time we went into a gas station and they saw who my friends were, it's like, they just gave me the most negative looks. Like, like they looked at me like I was a piece of trash all because of who I'm hanging out with. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And uh, it, it makes me sick, and it, it makes me sick that, that people are still out there like that, but it's the reality of uh, America, I guess. We are not free, we are slaves to our humanity. Billy's is down the wrong path, is it too late to come back? Come back, we gotta come back. Come back, we gotta come back. So what is the the Kansas City rap scene? I mean, I know you said you used to go to shows and people would just say obscure things like, you got balls, man. I mean, beyond that, what is the Kansas City rap scene? Uh, it's probably like, I mean, it's definitely changed since since recently. I think uh, Steady P of Indie Ground has really been good about, he's kind of curated. He's done a lot of curation and Shameless has been really good. 
Um, Tim at the Riot Room has been really good. Um, and, and I guess the biggest change in the Kansas City scene right now is just, I think everybody's coming together and there's more support. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand how scenes work at all. All I know is when I have a show, I want my people to come out and then people say there's a scene and I go to these, sh I, I play these shows and then people come out, come and tell me like, oh, this scene's really flourishing. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So I, I think, I think there's a lot of talent in Kansas City. I think there's a lot of talent that doesn't get recognized a lot of the time. Do you uh, feel like there's opportunities in Kansas City to gain national exposure or is that is that on your radar yeah i mean this this next album i'm working on uh and that's something that's really bothering me like i two nights ago i had i just had this really surreal moment where i just got really depressed and really angry and really just really negative um on myself because i think all the time like like what I what I've started to create in Kansas City, I feel like I've gotten really lucky, and I'm lucky that that people are showing up. Like I remember a time when nobody came to my shows, and now, what now, that? that was like three years ago, and um, I just would beg people to come, and and I'd be lucky if some people. Now I can't play a show without people singing the songs, which is so awesome. But at the same time, and even even the people around me like temper it like. Yeah, this is cool and stuff, but this is Kansas City. Like, you don't make it out of you. You can't. You can't stick in Kansas City, and that that's one thing that bothers me. Is like, like I have this vision in my head, but Kansas City is such a weird city in that like there's there's a group of there's there's not like a a scene of people where I can go up to them and be like, hey, this is the music I want. Here's the music I have. I have a hit in this this album. You can't, but. There's not like a there's not like a there's not a certain radio station that can push you all over. There's not a PR agency built out of here. There's not a huge blog from Kansas City. So it, it it's like it's such a struggle because then you cater to Chicago and you cater to New York and LA. Um, but there's a million people doing that. I feel like criminals get it worse. You're a bad man if you steal a purse from a bad land known as Earth. You should go out the way of the worst. We say you're worth, we know it hurts, but it's your problem. Automatically, we got him. Prison cell, solve him. Look the other way when somebody else shot him. Bang, bang, you're dead. America runs on red. Liberty fills our heads, and the blankets are beds, so we all sleep at night. There's too many classes in this universe. Yeah, so you're saying you don't you don't see the uh, the nation's eyes are not tuned into a certain station or a certain publication in Kansas City so it's hard to you know get get out there because the people aren't looking for that yeah and it's a smaller market so the money is always going to be less than cuz like as far as you want to jump in Kansas City the way it works it's like it's to me in my eyes mainly a band town um, and I've, I've been working really hard in, in kind of breaking that barrier. Yeah. Um, but unless you, unless you move out of Kansas, like tech nine moved out of Kansas city. A lot of these guys moved to LA. Yeah. When you're on tour, um, how do people receive your music? Well, I mean, it's weird cause in St. Louis, it's great in the smaller towns where they, they don't expect something as great, but I played in Chicago and Chicago expects one type of rap. Yeah. 
Um, and it's really like I have some really I have a couple fans in Chicago. Um, but the last time I played, I started out with the opening of Before the Bomb Drops and, and these two girls were, were sitting in front, like at this table, right in front of everybody. And I don't know what they expected, but it wasn't what I was giving them. So I go on, I start rapping, and this girl, she just goes, <sighs> like just right in the front row. And I, I love that, because I love it when somebody's really negative, because then that, that show turns into about you, and I'm going to either make you leave or make you love me. So I started rapping on their table, like just right to their face. And these women, they ended up leaving. But it's like, like what do you expect at a, at a show? Like, and, and to me, I feel like the bigger cities kind of expect something. Like they're like, they, all right, you don't make trap music? Fuck you then. Yeah. Hold on, Taylor Swift, I'm let you finish. I'm gonna win this, yeah, I'm gonna rack it like tennis. Got the crown back like a dentist, man, I get bad like Dennis. Times are getting crazy, everybody's got a baby. Every lady wants to hate me every time my heart is achy. Can't be that mad, life ain't that bad. If it was, you should be glad that you're not in Baghdad. Be happy. Almost 24 hours have passed since we first learned of the atomic bomb. And even now, after hearing many times the description of this new weapon, its capabilities continue to tempt human imagination. Well, can you tell us when your next album's out? Do you have any idea? Or your next big event? What's next? It's a, it's a weird time because my manager harps on me all the time for this because I'll get really one-sided. Um, I would like to uh, tour... Almost blew a little bit. I guess the big I have a I have a show. I'm trying I'm trying to hit more cities, just not just Kansas City. Like I'm trying to play more. I'm trying to play a show in Overland Park and Lee Summit and like all these surrounding cities just to kinda help build something. Um and play Saint Louis and Columbia. Right now I don't have anything I'm working on a music video. Mm-hmm. Um Which song? Tokyo. Which is uh yeah, and then I'm I'm working I'm also trying to build and make a uh, a viral show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do like a secondhand king show that that's not happening right now, but I guess I'm expecting to get a Frankie EP kind of late 2016 and to release the big one next year. Joe Stanziola is Secondhand King, the Kansas City-based rapper. He has a really nice website where you can read his lyrics, buy his music, watch his videos, and more. Welcome to the forecast portion of our show where I tell you about what's going on in the next two weeks in Kansas City before our next episode with the concert master of the Kansas City Symphony, Mr. Noah Geller. I have two exciting record store shows to promote for you. First, at Mills Record Company on March 25th from 7 to 9, Black Flannel is having their second CD release party. Black Flannel is a hip-hop group made up of the beat makers and rappers, Conductor Williams and Barrel Maker. They're two of the most intriguing, I'd say talented, hip-hop artists in Kansas City at the moment. And here is your chance to hear their entire new album five days before it's released. On March 30th at 8 o'clock at Records with Merit, the Hillary Watts Riot and Suicide Robins, which are two local groups classified as dirty, kind of freaky rock disco music, are playing with Bear the Traveler, which is an East Coast rocker band. 
The great thing about Mills is it's always a lot of sound in a tiny space with a really good curated record selection around you. It's a really fun time. Finally, on April 2nd, Amy Ferrand and the like are playing from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. at The Ship, which is a venue in the West Bottoms. More than half a dozen of Kansas City's all-star rockers are performing together. The soulful rock smorgasbord will not disappoint, and a plus... There's always a merry time at this maritime-themed venue. Do you like that? If you hate the puns, or if you want to tell us about your upcoming events, email us at ghostnotespodcast at gmail.com. There's a great chance that I will read your show on our next episode with Mr. Noah Geller. Ghost Notes is produced by Matt Hodap. Our website was designed by Matthew Sullivan. Our theme music was composed by Jamie Searle, who also helps out with production. And I am Hannah Copeland. Thanks for listening. I make music and everything else feels abusive. My job is a nuisance. I work like a slob and feel useless. I'm not sure why I do it. I wish I could quit. But then my parents would think I'm a piece of shit. I know what I love more than anything out there. I write such basic lines. I wonder who cares. You want complexity, the best of me. Rappers need a recipe. I can block all of you out, and all of the doubt, and have fun, and then I can be someone. And then I can say, I had a perfect day. And then I can say, I had a perfect day. Another shot at a perfect day. Why does it ever go away? It's my shot at a perfect day. I don't know why it ever goes away. My shot at a perfect day. I don't know why it ever goes away. Hey, it's my shot at a perfect day. I don't care about what they say.